Hey folks, it's Seb here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we get started, I would just like to acknowledge that this podcast is created, recorded, and distributed on the land of the Kulin Nations, and I pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Thanks, y'all. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of I Really Don't Have Much To Say, the podcast where I have a lot to say, everything to say, really everything in the whole wide world that I, that wants to come out of my mouth. Um, yes, hello. I hope that you are all very, very well. I, at the time of recording this, Spotify Wrapped has not yet come out. I am anxiously awaiting what my Spotify Wrapped will look like, because I'm not sure what it'll look like. Um, I, like many people, about two months before the end of October, because that's the cutoff date for the data, you know, analysing the data, apparently, each year is only January to October um, for the Spotify Wrapped. So, like like most people, by September, I was freaking out, because I... I really enjoyed Todrick Hall's latest album, and I really shouldn't. I really shouldn't. Todrick Hall is not the best person on the planet, um, and also I think a lot of his music is very annoying. I hate people who make music like, look at me, look at me, I'm so glam and fabulous, and that's their entire discography. I mean, like, I, I think it's a great concept for a few songs, or for for an album, but if, like, every single album you put out is just like that, it's kind of like, okay, like, what? where's the depth? Where's the... I mean, it is also quite revolutionary for... Maybe not revolutionary, but it is also quite great to see a queer black person say that and make that kind of music. But it's also, but also I mean, it's Todrick Hall. It is... <laughs> It's Todrick fucking Hall. He's not, like, fucking Jonah Varkia. Um, anyway. Um, so I, I really do not want Todrick Hall to be on my Spotify wrapped. Or RuPaul. Another problematic supposed queer icon. Um, because as I, you know, I've been re-watching, I've been watching for the first time RuPaul's Drag Race. I've never seen RuPaul's, RuPaul, I've never seen RuPaul's Drag Race ever. Um, and now I'm up to season five and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. But, um, some of he has some really great fucking bangers. Glamazon, if analyzing data did not stop at October and included November, like absolutely my number one song for November has been Glamazon by RuPaul. I it the the chorus on that song, she's so fab or whatever, so animal, work that sexy body to sex. It's the best chorus I've heard in a long time. It's the best chorus I've, especially in the era of music. I mean, Glamazon was released like over a decade ago, but in the era of music, um, where choruses are very underwhelming in pop music, I I really appreciate Glamazon by RuPaul. But I shouldn't. I really shouldn't, because RuPaul, <sighs> oil digging bestie. She, you know, we do not like RuPaul, but we hate to like RuPaul. I don't know. I also really like Covergirl, Jealous of My Boogie, and 
this is the beginning of the record you like. That one, that's that's quite fab. Although I don't like the, I like the first 40 seconds of the song, then the song gets kind of boring. Um, anyway, so I, I, thankfully RuPaul will probably not be on my Spotify wrapped because it's kind of like, sort of like the last couple of weeks of October into November. Um, I've really been enjoying him, but so I don't think he'll, he'll make it, he'll make the cut, but I'm, I'm worried about Todrick Hall. Um, so I, I guess I'll have to see, you know, in December, won't I? Um, but you know, I've been, what have I been listening to? Let me tell you, I've been listening to a lot of Daft Punk. I've been really getting into Alive 2007 by Daft Punk. Um, that's a really, I hope that's on my Spotify wrapped. Um, Stromae, I've been really, I really like, um, Racine Carré. I took like six years of French. I should, (laughs) I should know how to pronounce this, pronounce these fucking French EDM artists. Um, but, um, yeah, he's, um, I really like, yeah, his 2013 album Racine Carré, um, that's really good. Um, and I mean, early in the, uh, I really got into Demi Lovato's um, Dancing with the Devil out of Starting Over, I think. That's what the the album this year was called. Um, really got in, got into the um, the artist or the band, I think. There's a few of them. Uh, the Bird and the Bee, really good. I mean, always here for Gaga. Love Gaga. Look, Gaga will probably be my number one artist again. Um, really got into Kim, pa- Kim Petras. Turn Off the Light one of the best, like, goth, monster mash EDM album. I love, so, so here for it. It, like, tends to all of my Scorpio placements. I love it so much. I also don't think Competras is one of the best people in the world. I mean, does she work with Dr. Luke or one of those, one of the, one of those problematic, um, producers? I'm not 100% sure, but she, it's a bit, uh... But she makes a good fucking goth banger. She makes a good fucking goth banger. So, you know. Anyway, I, I use Spotify, so she probably gets, like, two cents. So it's kind of, you know, I mean, like, you know. I guess we shall see what my Spotify rap shall be, is what I'm saying. But that's not, the, that's not the topic of this episode. The topic of this episode is, do I deserve love even if I don't love myself? Um, and I'm using this as a, you know, I, Sebastian, out of everyone in this world, deserve love the most because I'm the best person to have ever lived but you know i'm using this as a does one deserve love even if one doesn't love thyself or oneself um went a bit shakespeare oh, i said scottish <laughs> thy is scottish you've heard it here first um oneself oneself um that's the you know the topic of today that's what i really want to talk about because it's kind of something that's been on my mind for a bit um and i've you know for those who went to high school with me, but have not caught up with me in a while, that sounded really like, you know, fuck you to those who haven't caught up. To me. Maybe that's just, you know, that's how I'm perceiving it in my head. Um, also, if you're new here, I have ADHD and my brain goes a million miles per second. So um, either a million miles per second or like two thoughts per day. It's very weird. But um, so I will usually give a tangent on a tangent on a tangent but anyway um what was i saying what was i saying what was i saying babes um oh yeah no if you like knew me from high school but you haven't like seen me in like five years then um i have gone on like a massive spiritual 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 kick um 
kind of was like very depressed in 2018 and then um, saw a therapist. Shout out to my girl. Maybe I shouldn't say her name. I'll say her name. Shout out to my girl Hannah. Um, Although she's not my therapist anymore. She was my therapist for six months because it was like um, she was like a post-grad student doing her like psych degree and it was a placement to do like six months at this place and I was like okay it it was good for me because it was like cheap and I could afford it um but it was also only for six months unfortunately but she's the best therapist I've ever had I love you Hannah um definitely formed an unhealthy bond to a therapist that's meant to be you know impartial person but you know she's she's my doctor of copian she's my doctor of copian I love her to death um anyway um and kind of following that, I kind of, you know, 2019, I really consider my spiritual awakening because I, I mean, uh, you know, so I listened to the podcast No Lies Detected with Michelle Moore and Megan Tonjes. And while I don't agree with absolutely everything that they say on that podcast or all, all of their beliefs, I, de- it, you know, I definitely um, consider it to be such a great spiritual um, podcast that's, you know, really great for building up the psyche and especially, you know, as someone who wasn't actively engaging in self-love for, I'd say, the first, like, 18 years of my life. Like, I, th- I think that that's... It was a great starting point, and I think... And I, I, mean, I also got into astrology around this time as well. Um, and so, you know, and sort of since then, I've kind of been really, you know, engaged in spirituality and self-love. And so... And, you know, I, I think it has kind of been a narrative recently of self-love. Self-love has been topical very marketable and very, you know, all of the self-love products and lush bomb, bath bombs and, you know, that self-love and, you know, um, very topical, that possibly another podcast episode in exploring that, but, um, very much the con, you know, the concept of like, if I don't love, you know, for a while, you know, the narrative, um, the, the popular narrative in spiritual spaces, I think was like, um, at least spiritual online spaces, and by that I mean my Twitter feed, but, you know, you know what I mean? Like, um, I think the narrative was, if you don't love yourself, you're not worthy of love, or you, how can you accept love if you don't love yourself? And I think that there's a lot to dig into here, because I think that it, it can be harmful in a lot of ways, but I, I don't think that it doesn't hold a little bit of truth, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I think... So saying the parameters, I think that, like, I'm going to talk about this in terms of romantic love, um, not necessarily monogamous, like, can be polyamorous too, but, uh, you know, in terms of, like, romantic love, I think, um, but I think also applicable to, like, platonic love and other kinds of love, but I'll just, you know, in my mind when I'm talking about this, I'm going to talk about this romantic love, because it, it's one less thing I have to consider in my brain, my ADHD brain that considers everything, so, um, First off, I'll state the obvious. Plenty of people who don't love themselves have love in their life. Um, evident by, like, the boomer generation of people who I don't think really love themselves that much um, and also are married to, like, the most vile human beings. On, like, I, I'm, I'm mostly thinking of, like, you know, boomer heterosexual women who are married to, like, like, what you get in, like, a tuna can, but without the can, just, like, canned tuna without the can, but in the sh- in the shape of a person. Like, you, you just, you don't really get much worse than that, do you? Um, like, and obviously not to, not to dunk on, like, 
heterosexual women who, you know, it's, it's, it's a very tragic, I think it's very unfortunate, um, and fucked situation. But I, you know, I, 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 there, there are definitely instances where people who don't love themselves or don't, at least by my understanding, I would perceive them as not really engaging actively in self-love have love in their lives. Um, and also just statistically that like, that's gotta be true. There's that, right. There's that. So, but I think this is more a, a case of like a should rather than a is like, like should I deserve love rather than other people in the world that deserve, you know, like, you know, that sort of a thing. Um, obviously the main counterpoint is it's quite harmful to say that, um, and quite, um, irresponsible in a way, or it kind of doesn't like, you know, like, cause there are, I mean, I, my mind goes to particularly disabled people, you know, people with mental illnesses or chronic illnesses, or, you know, a, a lot of people in the disabled, at least online disabled community have like said, like, it can be really, really hard to love yourself. And there are parts, you know, you don't have to love your disability, that whole, like, disability like I don't know I, I think it's it's kind of um th- there are valid reasons to dislike parts of yourself or you know it, and it's also a very human emotion to just dislike parts of yourself um well human emotion especially under capitalism but um uh, you know I, I it can be very very hard to love yourself and also we sh- we shouldn't punish people who through societal conditioning and also through just actual instances in their life like if you're you know if you're a queer person who has been you know received violence because of queerphobia and because of you know you know there are there it's not just like oh you see you can like see that some people in the world maybe don't have the best opinions of queer people there are there are you know real life violence and trauma that can actually you know play a huge part in kind of instilling in you the idea that you shouldn't love yourself. And so, yeah, I I think that saying that, for example, a queer person who doesn't love themselves due to internalized queerphobia or actualized external queerphobia, like like violence, uh, doesn't deserve love is, I, I think that that's harmful and kind of misses the point. Like, honestly, I think that, like, if you don't love yourself, you're not worthy of love is kind of a very surface level, like... Like, something you'd find at a greeting card on, like, Big W. Like, it's just, like... It's an affirmation that's become mainstream and through its mainstreamingness has has just been either applied in wrong ways or is just kind of, like, taken on a, a meaning that's just inher- so, so flawed. Anyway, so, yeah, I don't think that... It's kind of um, a very punishing way to approach such a complex and nuanced thing like I I think the energy could be better spent addressing the systems and addressing the the things in place that make it so that a lot of us struggle to love ourselves at least at first but also like throughout here's the here's where at least for me the thing is that I also do find some truth in the thought that it, it it can be hard to love someone who fails to actively recognize their own value. I feel like that's kind of a, a not 
great thing for me to say, but that's kind of how I feel. Um, and, you know, I bring up my relationship with my ex as an example, because I think, um, that wasn't, you know, that was, um, it was in 2018. So in terms of my journey, you know, very much pre-spiritual Seb, um, it was, I mean, I really do feel like 2018, 2019, I had like a, an awakening where like before I was just living life on autopilot but then after that I kind of had an awakening and yes that's kind of cringy and spiritual cliche but that's kind of how I see it um but at at the start of 2018 I was very much still hadn't really I think addressed my insecurities and self-love in a way that was productive or truly healthy or truly um sustainable as well so I think about my relationship with my ex um, where I was constantly needing reassurance, downplaying my worth. Um, and ultimately I, I kind of consistently wasn't believing that I was worthy of his love. And that's for many reasons. And I won't get into all of them, but I mean, my ex was a very conventionally attractive man. He, he you know, very con- con- very conventional, if I can fucking speak, very conventionally attractive man. And you know, in my, in many ways in my mind, I, I kind of was like, well, how could I, and obviously I was attracted to him as well outside of that, but I was kind of like, how could someone like him like or love someone like me? And it was kind of hard to even kind of see why, understand why he was even here, you know, which, which is a, it sounds outlandish to me now where I, you know, as someone who knows my worth and someone who, but I think, I mean, also this was a lot of this was subconsciously, but I think, you know, at the time it, you know, that was very much the state that I was in. And I think that, um, yeah, I absolutely did question why he was even there and why he was even, you know, um, interested in me and wanting to get to know me and wanting to, you know, um, and I think that it'd be wrong to say that I didn't deserve that love, but I also believe that it also, it probably did make it hard for my ex to deepen our connection when he was kind of picking up the weight of loving both of us, you know what I mean? Um, and I mean, obviously I'm just approaching one aspect of this relationship, but I, I and obviously too, like calming insecurities is a valid and necessary part of any relationship and it's not a bad thing in a relationship and I'm not saying that like like we all have insecurities we all deal with shit but I think that you know at that point in my life I I hadn't made the step to dedicate myself to loving myself and I think that's kind of at least from my perspective how I'm kind of seeing this um, conversation because I, I think it's a different thing to to actively try to love yourself but ha- still have days where you don't or still have periods of your life where you don't but once you've you know made that decision um, I think that there's that but then there's also not having consciously made that decision yet and we're all on our own journeys blah 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 blah, blah. but I think you know I, I think an important distinction to be made is that loving 
loving oneself, loving yourself is a constant process and it's not a thing that you accomplish, but a thing that you practice. And I'm definitely not discounting the possibility that at some point in the future, I might not love myself for a period of time due to an unforeseen trauma or an unforeseen event. You know, the, 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 it's not like, you know, once you once you decide, hey, I'm not actually that bad, then your life's great. It's like, you know, I think that um, going back to the, you know, the relationship, I think that it, yeah, it, it was hard for my ex to connect with me authentically because, oh, to really deepen our connection because it, it I hadn't yet, I, I hadn't even yet conceptualized the, the path of, self-love I think at the time I thought I was I mean that's I think growing up always thinking you're so grown and mature and you know you you know you know what you know and stuff but like I think growing up is just a constant process of going oh my god I really didn't know what I was doing like a year ago and so like I I definitely think that I I definitely entertained surface level of self uh, surface level aspects of self-love but you know not authentically not deeply and I also think it's important to note that that at least for me I mean you know I can only speak for myself and my own experiences but that relationship was very important to me to my journey of self-love because it was a catalyst to me you know wanting to dig deeper into who I was and learn more about myself and get onto the path of self-love and I think that it was also important for me to it, it was in a way important for me not loving myself at that point of, point of time experience someone try to someone love me but ultimately the connection being a bit distorted or being a bit you know kind of in, in that way and, and you know and so I, I don't think that again it's hard for me to say that that you don't deserve love if you don't love yourself but I, I do think that there are almost some truths to it or I think that there are some I think that it can definitely present some challenges and those uh, not saying that those challenges can't be tackled on and handled and uh, definitely you can work on loving yourself within a relationship as well while that's happening but I, I think that there kind of is some truth to that you know um and as as wishy-washy as you know as sort of uh, how does that feels to me the you know if you don't love yourself then how are you going to expect yeah i mean that that rupaul says that at the end of every episode of rupaul's drag race which i still have no clue why he said this kind of weirdly just blue tacked onto the end of every episode was like if you can't love yourself how the hell you know it's just kind of it's a bit bizarre i mean like i get it but also like you know um i mean also another conversation of rupaul being an unlicensed un therapist giving unsolicited therapy but um you know or therapizing not actual therapy but therapizing um but you know i mean he's a scorpio son but anyway um yeah i i, I think it's, it's kind of it's weird but i but there's also a little bit of truth to it which is a, which is why i think a lot of people it, it resonates with a lot of people because i do think that there is a bit of truth to it but it, it it's also you know kind of a problematic statement to say and i think that it's not entirely true as well there are aspects of it that aren't entirely true and don't don't accommodate for different experiences or experiences that aren't just the norm or you know it could be argued that you do deserve even more love when you don't love yourself not necessarily at the expense of you know 
harming harming those around you or the people that love you most but you know i definitely think that you know again we shouldn't be punishing people who don't love themselves we should be helping them understand why they should that's at least the perspective that i'm kind of taking away from this and again it's a journey and it's not really a state that you kind of reach it's more of a thing that you practice um and that can be harder sometimes more than not can be easier can be you know we're all on our own journeys and it's nuanced and it's situational and and yeah i'm not saying if there are parts of yourself that you aren't the most fond of you're repulsing every single person you come into contact with i mean because that can be kind of how this the conversation goes when it comes to this or how it can sort of seem to be like but and, and it's very much not the case but in in my own spiritual journey and for myself i've put in so much work and dedication to being on the path of learning to love myself and there's only so much i can take on in a partner who doesn't actively try to maintain a healthy relationship with themselves you know it can be girl boss and fun to be chaotic and i definitely do embody that i think but like i am neurodivergent and not a minor but you know mentally ill but like and i also have a scorpio moon so like the the age-old question of is it mental illness or is it being a scorpio but um at my core i'm someone who is committed to practicing self-love and it's harder sometimes than others but it's that is a cool value and a cool thing that i'm practicing so definitely when i'm you know looking what i look for in potential partners is that as well because i I think that not that i'd outcast or you know i I don't want to generalize but also i've had so many experiences where i mean especially when you're loving men as well a man who has not found himself and has does not has not had a re has not had an awakening of you know loving himself or has not come to the decision of hey maybe i should put some effort into loving myself like that's that man is a can be a loose cannonball can be a, a, a kind of dangerous you know i've had many experiences with men um you know men being potential partners and even just men men on the street who you know men in the streets who i just you know are men in my life that i come across and who at least from my perception don't engage in self-love and who just i I know are incompatible with me and also i would probably be taking on a lot more weight than i should if i were to engage with them romantically that sounds that's a weird way to put it if i were to you know get in a relationship with them um and so that's also something i'm conscious of as well that you know um again i'm not saying if you're mentally ill and your mental illness means that it can be hard to love yourself sometimes or you know you know it's it's a constant battle i'm not saying that you're hard to deal with or that you're you know a burden or anything that's absolutely not what i'm saying but i think regardless of regardless of who you are and what intersections you embody what you know what experiences you have i think if you have not somewhat at least thought about the idea of you know what it means to love who you are i think that in in terms of my personal dating life i'm just kind of like 
I, I'm worried. That's a red flag to me. That's not a complete, like, get out of my life. But that's, that, that's you know, worrying to me because, again, I have my own things. I have my own shit. I have my own baggage that I bring and my own stuff that I have to deal with. Like, I cannot, I can only take on so much, you know what I mean? Um, and so, I mean, that's also a thing, too, about, like, you know, if you don't love yourself, then you don't deserve love. It's, it's very generalizing and very, like, it's, it doesn't account for a multitude of situations. And so, like, just to, to, to just say that as, like, a blank affirmation, I think, is very... I'm trying to think of a synonym of problematic, because I've used that word too many times, and I... Uh, the word problematic has kind of gone out of my lexicon, but it also, like, what other word do I use? So yeah, there are like nuances and nuances and nuances. And I think there's no like concrete answer that I have to kind of match the generalistic nature of, you know, statement. But I think, yeah, that's kind of what I think about it. And I think that, you know, when it comes to dating, I mean, a lot of us just don't want to be rejected as well. That's part, that's definitely part of my decision making with part of it, you know, too. Um, and a lot of us just don't want to invest so deeply in something that can be very hurtful if it doesn't go right and so you know that that's also like part of my you know I'm aware of that also contributing to the way that I feel about this because I think that you know I don't want to get hurt and I know that just from my experience especially dealing with men who don't yeah who don't engage with self-love is it's a bit it's it's difficult to really connect with them um authentically and really and also to just really you know it's it's not necessarily difficult to love them per se but I definitely do find myself expending a lot of energy that I wouldn't have to spend on someone who can do that themselves I mean also astrologically I'm in Scorpio moon and Aquarius rising I I take on my battles by myself and I shouldn't necessarily have to I'm not advocating for that but I'm someone who, you know, does isolate myself in a few ways. And I mean, I have my support systems, but I very much handle a lot of my shit on my own. And I'm not saying that you should have to do that, but also that I just find that if you don't have a bit of a backbone to deal with your own shit, at least a little, like I'm not, again, I'm not saying you should isolate yourself. I'm not saying that people who don't have, who don't do that aren't a, a bad people, but I'm just for me personally, I'm like, I am a very self-reliant person. In many ways, I am like, not in many, not, maybe not in many ways, but in some ways I am like Jean from Sex Education, where I am quite independent slash interdependent. Um, and I am very happy. I mean, it's weird because Scorpio, Moon and Mars are very obsessive, but also Aquarius Rising. I'm an independent bitch. Who are you? Get, get off my lawn, you know, like, it's, it's a weird dichotomy that I kind of don't balance, but fulfill both of them in weird and odd ways, but I mean, I, I, I do, there, there are very many, you know, there, there are very many ways in which I am quite independent, and so I think that when it comes to, like, there's a certain threshold that I think I look for in my romantic partners, in terms of loving themselves and providing them with a base level of care and love, which I can then build on, which I can then build on. Like I can give a family member dead. I can give a, you know, 
a mournful blowjob. Sorry, that's a really bad joke to make. I should not make that joke. Um, but I get, yeah, <laughs> I get, you know what I mean? I can like, you know, I mean, there are, there are ways in which, there are ways in which I can help you overcome traumas and there are there are ways in which I, I can help you overcome traumas yes I will be there for you in more ways than one you know in like I have a hand in the mouth for a <laughs> for a reason I can help you talk through some shit while doing some shit I'm so sorry this is so this is gone this has gone oddly um wrong this has gone oddly sensual let's 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 rein it in let's rein it in darling let's rein it in so how do I feel about um, you don't deserve love if you can't love yourself. I, th- I think, yes, I think that there's a tiny bit, th- th- there's a bit of truth to that, which I think is important. And, you know, I, 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 at least for myself in my own personal life, especially when dating, I don't discount that, but uh, it, there's also some harmful aspects of that, depending on how you interpret that and how, you know, cause I don't think that that statement accounts for everything and accounts for, um, a lot of the ways in which the way that, it's, that that's applied can be quite harmful. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. If you have an opinion that you would like to share with me on that, please let me know. Please let me know. Please let me know. Um, on Instagram is probably the best place to find me at Seb Whitaker. I'm, I mean, I've been, I've been doing, I mean, this is like my third podcast episode I've done on this. I don't think, I think my Instagram is kind of the best place to find me. I haven't been like linking anywhere else you can find me but that that's you know you can find me there or on another spiritual plane that sounds like i've died i've not died i'm alive i'm alive bestie i'm alive um i'm alive 2007 by daft punk one of the best recordings of live you know electronic music is fucking good go listen to it go listen to it and it can be on your spotify wrapped for next year it's probably too late for this year great callback seb Thank you, Seb. See? Self-love in action. In action. Isn't that amazing? I don't really have an outro for this podcast, but I think based on this episode, my, my outro should be... And remember, if you don't love yourself, how in the hell do you expect...